Hello, welcome to Can I Borrow Your Mind episode, I want to say, I want to say 16, but it could be 17 because I feel like 16 is in my head and that might mean it's in my head because it's right, like it's the correct one, or maybe it's in my head because I did episode 16 last week. Anyway, um... In this episode, fucking hell, um, I spoke with David Quirk. He is one of my favorite comedians. He's an actor. You might know him from Rosehaven. It's a great show on the ABC. Um, he's yeah, a really good actor and a brilliant comedian. He has a stand-up special available on ABC iView that you can watch. And he tours around the country all the time. Like if there wasn't a global pandemic, he would have been doing it a lot of that. He's in a lot of short films. Uh, I recommend, I mean, if you if you find him on Instagram, you can find all that. He is deadbeat on Instagram at D-E-D-B-E-E-T. I wanted to talk to David for a long time because he's a very uh, thoughtful person, I think. I, th- I, would, I would definitely describe him as a deep thinker um, and this podcast is deep and we go into those deep places straight away, which I was really hoping for. And yeah, it's everything I wanted it to be. Uh, So yeah, if you like this podcast, this is a new piece of information that I want to tell you. I have set up a Patreon for this podcast. Um, I, yeah, would love some money. If you've got any, if you've got any cash, please go to patreon.com, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash can I borrow your mind and you can, you know, join for $3 a month Um, because, yeah, I don't know, it it is, I don't want to fucking whinge too much but it is a bit of work making this podcast and a little bit of money for that would be great just because it would mean that I can put more time into it, I can, you know, take less time making money in other fields. I would love to do it for free, but, you know, this this is the way of the, the world, isn't it? Anyway, I'm not going to talk about capitalism in this fucking podcast intro. I need some money. If I get the money, I'll be able to make the episodes much better, Um, I'll, just in terms of the audio quality. And yeah, I, I think the, the podcast in general will improve. Um, So please, I would really appreciate your support. Also, if you do happen to support, you receive bonus episodes the first bonus episode will be released on the 25th of december christmas day if anyone is wondering um you know i feel like most people are aware that the 25th of december is christmas day even if you don't follow the the christian faith or whatever you're you're probably aware it's a big day and i'm giving you all a present if you're a patreon subscriber you receive a bonus episode you might have noticed that throughout this podcast i've been asking guests who their favorite artists are during the podcast i'm going to have a bonus episode with a special comedian who i really love where we sit down and listen to or engage with some of the art that previous guests have re- recommended to me at the end of the podcast. So I think it'll be really fun. It'll be yeah, it'll be it'll be an interesting silly um but yeah, hopefully really really interesting experience delving into some art that we've never experienced and it'll be cool because we'll discuss the person that recommended it and why we think it had such an impact on them. So that's coming out on the 25th of December, only if you're a Patreon subscriber though. So if you're not, bad luck. (laughs) Um, 
Thanks for listening to Can I Borrow Your Mind. Like, share, subscribe, everything. I will see you next week. Thank you very much. I recorded this podcast on the lands of the Kulin Nation and I would like to pay my respects to the Wurundjeri and the Bunwurrung people and to any Aboriginal or Torres Strait Islander people who might be listening right now. And I'd like to say that sovereignty was never ceded in this country. Enjoy the podcast. I'll speak to you next week. Have a good one. This is episode 16 or 17 of Can I Borrow Your Mind with Lewis Garnham and this week's guest, the beautiful David Quirk. All right, David. Hello. Thank Who's you there? for joining me. I'm Lewis, here. are you there? I'm here. <laughs> um, you've just been skateboarding today. Let's just quickly touch That's on right. that. That's right. Yeah, yeah. I went... So... What I did today, I, I got up and thought, let's work on the set for tonight because I've been back doing stand-up for a week or so since, you know, it all, the world changed. And then um, what happened? Something about, it's been a few days since, since I did a gig. Last week, got off to like flying. So I was like, I'm back on stage. Like I did four gigs, you know, none for months, months and months and months, and then did like four different gigs in a row. And I thought, this is sweet. But today I woke up sort of a bit like, ah... Talking about, I better get this one right, you know. I knew there's going to be a live audience. I mean, a online audience yeah. and like stuff. And so I did that in the morning. But then my friend wanted to go skateboarding, which I'm like, yeah, okay, let's go. And as you know, I've injured myself uh, quite badly. To anyone listening, uh, I probably the worst injury I've ever had as a skateboarder. Can you tell me how the injury happened? This was a mm. while ago. I think no. it was on the first of like October, so it was about a couple of months ago. A bit what over happened? a couple of months. Oh, I was doing something I can do. And yet, just my friend said, before we leave, like it was the end of the session. And they always say in skateboarding, someone said it today, never say last trick. This is the last trick. Oh, you know, it's like last one, then we'll go. Because then you get injured. You just, yeah, it's like a, it's a bit of a superstition. <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah. so I was finished skating this day. And he said, let's just do a couple more of those and I'll film it. We'll film it. I'll set up the little tripod. We'll do it together. And I'm like, oh, all right, man. Like, whatever. Yeah, let's just quickly do it for you. Okay, sure. And then, um, honestly, I watched it. It's on footage. I've got the footage of it. I couldn't watch it for <laughs> weeks. But um, I just was not concentrating. And I fell back. Like, I just such a rank amateur kind of. I was like, what am I doing? Why did I let this happen? And I fell backwards very badly, very awkwardly. And sort of, if you can imagine a skateboard slipping out underneath you, falling yeah, onto your back I, arm. Not only can I imagine it, yeah. I've experienced it. Have you? And... Not not a dislocated shoulder though. Not a <laughs> yeah, but you form backwards on a skateboard. Well, my thing was like I was probably ten years old, and I mm. decided that skateboarding was a really cool thing. Yeah, you and were I, right. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah, yeah, I was spot on. Yeah, and I um I was playing heaps of Tony Hawk and stuff like that. And me and my friend we went skating, and I'd never done it before. And I was on the board, and I was sort of going okay. And then I went down just a slight incline, like yeah, probably yeah. like from here, just to enough there. to yeah, put your balance. And I didn't realise that you meant to lean forward, sort yeah, of thing. Yeah, go with yeah, it, kind of go thing. with it. And um, I had no idea. So the board came out from yeah. under me, like whipped and, out kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I hit my head. Oh wow, really bad. I wasn't wearing a helmet, but it wasn't too bad to be honest. Yeah. But like it scared me enough that I have never like I've been on skateboards since Full on. I've never thought I'm gonna try that again. It completely put me off. Did your thing put you off? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> no, that's it. it's um, um even though it's a physical injury, the real issue now it seems like is mental. Like I'm just I had to relearn a trick that's totally basic that I can do. I had to 
train myself to do it. And then really, I ended up doing a harder trick, like a, a, a trick trick today, which was like, I was really happy about. Yeah, yeah. But um, that was like a, I don't know. So I'm sort of trapped between, anyway, my happiness is dictated by skateboarding pretty much. Like, <laughs> skateboarding? so it's actually really serious. Like I, after this injury, it was so, so bad. Like the guy that saw me was the guy, this sports doctor that saw me, like I, that I looked up on his wall when I went and saw him. I'd heard he was good. He works with like football players, like the, Fuck, two foot, what are the foot screen called? The dogs, whatever. Yeah, the bulldogs. The bulldogs, yeah, and the dogs, the whippets. <laughs> and um, the they um, there's a picture of him on center court with like Rafael Nadal. Oh, really? And I'm like, okay, this guy's a wow. <laughs> so I'm in good hands. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. He told me it was a very significant injury, but uh, I can't even remember. I brought him up. Doesn't matter. When you're skating, what is going through your mind? When I used to play basketball, you're a tall man. It doesn't hard. surprise me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> very hard to put your finger on it but you know sometimes sometimes it's almost like you're not thinking of anything this yeah. is how i felt about basketball and then other times i'd play basketball and i'd be like fucking singing a song in my head like thinking about a girl that i had a crush yeah. on or whatever yeah, and those yeah, games were yeah. always the ones where i'd either get injured or just play really play bat poorly do you yeah. have internal monologues yeah. while you're skating or are you yeah yeah um I think the different, like I'm a guy that's rode a skateboard most of his life, which is weird. I turned like 40 soon, you know, and um, the bet I can skate, I can definitely ride a skateboard around, you know, and whatever. But um, the guys that are the pros, I realized the di- I reckon the difference is apart from just real skill, like true skill, mm. um, is this sort of ability where there's no doubt. Yeah. Like I, I'm really good at sort of doubting the thing I'm about to do and um, not having faith. And I think the best skateboarders, like probably the best sports people, don't have that or they have very totally. little of that. And yeah. that's that's the difference. They've only got two arms and two legs, you know, like the rest of us. Do you think that that... <laughs> and so I'm saying I'm, I'm, if I'm not concentrating or I probably can't do the thing. But maybe know. you would be, hear me out here, maybe if you could turn that switch and mm. not doubt yourself whatsoever maybe you would be a narcissist maybe you'd be a bit of a shit person maybe 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 maybe, maybe this is what you get with me <laughs> but do you know what i do do this is probably more like bargain on talking about so early um <laughs> micro dose on mushrooms and yeah. and skate and it does block out some of that like i go into this like zone that's just i like i land the thing every time it's just Whoa. zero doubt and it's a beautiful thing that's so cool yeah um, yeah it, i can i don't care what anyone thinks of that it's absolutely true no. it takes away it's like clarity and confidence and yeah it's really really helpful that doesn't surprise me at all mm. i've had similar things with this one's way less cool but um but table tennis like there's well, no, certain I can understand drugs that. i can do where like I'm not that good at table tennis, but mm. I guarantee you, there's certain drugs where I am like incredible. Like yeah. no one can beat me. Yeah, like, yeah, I'm so yeah, 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 yeah. I love weird. it. Um, it's a sort of this. If you take too much of this, certain kinds of these drugs or these plants, um, you will not be able to concentrate. Totally. But if you take that the right, sweet yeah, spot. it's like there's this beautiful, that's sweet and spot. that's why I try and recommend to everyone. But a lot of people aren't ready to hear this, are they? Yeah. Lewis? <laughs> They're not ready. The people. <laughs> Do you um? Can we talk about mushrooms more? If you like. I, thought, I assume we're talking about comedy, but I don't mind if you I, don't. I really want to. I will. Yeah. Okay, we'll, let's go into we'll, mushrooms. Let's do you want go to mushrooms. Do you do mushrooms often? Um, and secondary question, have you ever had a mushroom experience that made you change your life in any drastic way? Any sort of epiphany moments on mushrooms that you can think of? I've only had two f- proper experiences, like real, real proper ones. Um both of them were in Tasmania, which was kind of nice. Um, one of them, the first, which was the first time, was d- deep in sort of this sort of sub 
rainforest kind of set up with a friend, two friends uh, in Tassie. That was beautiful, but I took way too many. So to this day, I've never taken as many. I just didn't know, you know, and it was like that thing where I'm like, oh, it's not happening. Take more. And then <laughs> it really kicked my ass. But um, yeah, like I thought I had to... Um, I remember I just thought, well, I'm in a psychosis now. And I remember thinking about my parents, like, they're back home and I can't go back to Victoria like this. Like, I just can't. I'm in a psychosis. And that's yeah. okay. It's okay that you've lost your mind. You're in a psychosis. Yeah. But um, I guess you should go down to the creek and just quickly drown yourself in the creek. Just it's, It was a very shallow creek. It would have been quite hard to drown yourself. You'd have to be really dedicated to drown yourself in this particular creek. But... um. I didn't do that. Yeah. And I woke up the next day and I'm like, whoa, I feel pretty out of it. But uh, then, so th- that was a full on experience. That I got everything with that first experience. It was like, yeah, it was everything. Highs and lows. Yeah, just like uh, it shows you everything about yourself or a lot about yourself and what you yeah. don't want to know and what you sort of might hope for, don't you find? Or if you've done this, yeah. Absolutely. And um, I found it, I, I didn't touch them again for 10 years. I was I was scared wow. of it, for sure. It really rocked my world a little bit. And um, then somewhere along the way, I started probably, my friend had, he would take what they call a microdose. And I so I'd have just a little bit. And it was normally, if we were out trying to party, I don't know who's listening to this, hope the remaining members of my family aren't listening to this, but <laughs> also screw them. But um, uh, no disrespect to you, but they're probably not listening I to this list. You know what I mean? Um, I'm just trying to think of my sister listening to Lewis Garner. I doubt it. But um, no, yeah. Just looking so, at the numbers of people who <laughs> listen to this podcast, it's statistically very unlikely. Man, I'm going to sign up. I'm going to listen to this. Um, uh, and so, what was I saying? Um, you you started microdosing. Yeah, I think. Well, in some ways, it was normally like partying, a little bit of drinking, and my friend and I would have a good time. Um, and we loved it, but then we also think that we also. I also know that that's kind of disrespectful. We shouldn't really do that with mushrooms, even yeah. though I probably will do it again. I think they're more for uh, they're, they're more sort of sacred. I yeah. think they're more to be respected rather yeah. than just used as some sort of party aid, which they work well for as well. So yeah, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. But then I started doing this little thing where I would have a tiny bit and then go skating. And I remember this clearly. This is the story I tell. I'd be fear was kicking in. I couldn't do this trick that I know I can do. But I had the, I had a fear of even attempting it, even just like not even doing the trick, just rolling up to it and then even trying it was like yeah. petrifying. I'm like, this is this is so annoying. Like, there's a part of my brain that's holding me back from doing something I know I can do, and I don't like it. Is it is it my age? Is it what is it? Really frustrating. And my friend had we had like maybe one little tiny little mushroom, and uh, 20 minutes later I went from being maybe 40 minutes later I was, went from being petrified of attempting it to only doing it every time and landing it every time and I remember just going this that something changed in my brain I feel so good and so clear mm-hmm. and it was some, that's when I knew that these are helpful beautiful things definitely yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I am um, I have but no life changing no like I'm before and after job and become this thing no like yeah. I, what's his name um, a friend of mine in the UK Carl Donnelly the comedian yeah 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 he did a whole show where he uh talked about this oh, it, was, it was DMT I believe yeah which is more profound which I've never done yeah, I, I'd look forward to trying that. that but um, I think it was DMT he was vegan after it wow he, he was a full-fledged meat eater then tried to eat meat after it and he's like I can't do this to me that one makes a lot of sense because the the sort of overwhelming experience or the overwhelming theme 
that I have had when I've done psychedelic drugs is sort of two things. It's like a it's like a connection between every human and every animal and mm. every part of nature, and not in a corny like we're all so similar, no, we're connected, but, yeah. but in a you actually realize like oh my feet my thing this all comes from like being at a beach and it's like oh the land is there's actually no separation yeah, like that yeah, yeah. we did come from this earth so therefore it is and yeah it's hard and to say that without can be sounding sh- wanky some, but it, it is it is and i can a understand genuine people. feeling yeah and to have that feeling and then eat meat which i still do eat meat but it's i think that yeah, i feel makes a lot sense, more guilty yeah. about that since doing sure 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 drugs um and the other thing that i reckon is interesting this is a bit more hippy dippy but here we go. So many times. Yeah. Like I would say almost every time. And to be fair, I when I have ever done those sorts of drugs, I don't do them anymore because I had a similar experience that you had on your first um your your first mushroom experience. I had a really An horrible intense, experience right a while. One. Yeah, yeah. Um but when I when I did used to do them so many times and I would always do them in nature so maybe it's just because of that but I had so many strange experiences with animals where my brother and I have spoken about this a lot where it almost feels like the animals are aware that we're seeing them in a different light we stood in the shallows in the water like at a beach once and it was a full moon and we were on LSD and we stood there in the shallows just knee deep water and the full moon was lighting up the water and we were just standing there not talking and two squids just came up and just sort of wow. stayed right near us just bobbing in the ocean and they just bobbed near us for 10 minutes that's interesting it's weird and there's like, been heaps of those with different animals yeah right just like where it's like wh- I've sadly never had that them or something maybe I'm know. doing it wrong but maybe. that's um, that's actually <laughs> awesome and I can understand how someone that's never done this if they're listening would just think that is so wanky and bullshit <laughs> but but the people all, have yeah, people have would understand so there's there's a direct connection to have done, experienced this, to have experienced it, yeah. and to have not, to have not. Totally. So, come on, everyone. Yeah, totally. Um, but uh, also, this in waking normal life, sober normal life, you you don't really ever, without sort of trying hard or even trying to have a, some other sort of spiritual kind of experience, going to church certainly won't do it. But like, you you can never really get a sense of that so-called connectedness totally, or that like yeah. there might be something else going on that we're that we're part of yeah. and, uh, so yeah. which there i feel like we all just sort of you know except for religious people and i'm not a religious person but i feel like most of us just assume that there isn't we just assume we know everything in a way yeah and like which is which, which pretty silly ludicrous, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then when i think when you do those drugs you sort of realize that there's so much more mystery and yeah, I don't know. Anyway. Yeah, no, that's good. Glad we covered it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'll, I'll get to comedy in a minute, but now that we, we just touched on animals and your friend Carl becoming vegan after doing psychedelics, I would really love to know um, why you're a vegan and when you became a vegan and just, yeah, the whole the whole thing. And I'd love to yeah, hear okay. your take yep. on veganism and, and everything. Well, for me, I grew up probably like yourself, probably like most people I would know, uh, you just do what your parents do. You eat meat. You eat whatever's put on the table. And I did that, and I thought it was normal. Of course, I did. Yeah. And uh, that's the problem as well, I will add. But um, so I, got, I was 18. I moved, I'd moved to Melbourne, and I had this job. Uh, it was just once a week. I just needed some sort of work and hadn't started comedy. It was sort of well before that. I was here to be – I moved to Melbourne to try and be an actor, like a theatre actor and stuff. Right. Um, 
So I was always doing that sort of stuff or trying to. And I always loved comedy. That's how I got into that sort of later. But not too much later. But um, it was... I was 18, I remember. And I used to mow lawns like one day a week for this guy that... He lived in like Moorabbin or somewhere. He was probably only 21 or something or 22. But he seemed... He had a beard and he seemed way older and he had he was into pretty cool music actually but I was just this nerd that had no work ethic at all and I was waiting very early in the morning at the train station in Flinders Street and I'm the sun you know it's probably 6am maybe and I guess this, this is a drug free sort of epiphany what happened yeah, to me yeah. that morning I because I can't verify I can't ever know why this happened to me um, but I was just standing there you know tired not into the day ahead of me and just staring into the tracks. I was just looking down, just staring, you know? And I had the thought, this thought came through my mind out of nowhere. Uh, it was, it's funny that we kill and eat animals, like uh, humans. That's really weird. And I thought to myself, well, by funny, do do I mean wrong? Is it is it wrong to kill and eat animals? And this is before I know that you don't even need to do it to live, you know. I just thought it does seem wrong. It doesn't seem like we're doing these animals just because they're part of a different species any justice. And so I just thought, well, that's fine to think all this, but it's not okay to probably keep eating meat. And so I stopped eating meat then, wow. that morning. Um, I might have accidentally, because I didn't know much about veganism back then and I didn't know any vegans. Now it's really popular, so it's mm. way better time to do that. But I think there was a couple of times I remember being, I later worked at a skateboard shop and I remember being very hungry and I was like, oh, still my work ethic wasn't there and I was like, oh, I'm so hungry today and it's a long day. I remember I went and ate, probably like a year later of not eating meat and I was like, well, the best thing to fill your stomach is like a chicken schnitzel in my mind, which now is like, <laughs> what am I talking about? Um, but I ate, I still ate meat once or twice. I was never happy about it. I'm like, it's probably the right thing to eat today. Mm. And, um, and so that's, and then... My friend went vegan a few years later. I'm like, oh, he's sort of setting the example. So I was like, okay, veganism. I guess, why is it so bad to eat, to drink milk and all that sort of stuff? And then I thought, well, I guess it's okay. So I went vegan. And then but that sort of didn't take. I needed another epiphany or another wake up to... And then I, so I'd go back to eating eggs and my mum would make a cake and I'd eat it. And uh, shit like that. But I was drinking soy milk and things like that. Basically vegan, apart from real chocolate and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then there was this one clear day. This is probably 10 years later. I don't remember what year this was, but it would have been maybe 2010, maybe. So, 10 years after the stopping. Yeah, sort of. I definitely didn't eat. I ate a couple of chicken schnitzels, yeah, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. But um, I did, really didn't eat meat right yeah. from sort of right through the 2000s, really. Yeah. I didn't eat meat, really. And then somewhere along the way, I was very happy. I was living on chocolate. Like, I had a strange sweet tooth, and it was lame. But I was, I was, it was probably 2010 or 11, maybe, and I was, it feels like it was longer ago, maybe it was 2009, but um, I was in a, I was in Bondi, I must have been up there doing comedy or something, and I was in a supermarket in Bondi, and it was the same kind of thing that happened to me, where it was, there was, a, I love Snickers bars at the time, and they were a dollar, and I'm like, that is gold, I'm going to buy six, I remember just that, and I was like, get six, don't get seven or five, get six Snickers bars, that's six dollars, this is sweet. And I gathered them up in my hands and walked, standing in the line, I had enough time to just wait in line and just look down at what was in my hands and just thinking, my God, what are you, like, what are you, do, why do you want to eat six Snickers bars? Like, what's the, where's the nutritional value in this shit thing you're about to buy? 
And I thought that's the problem with one of the problems with the world. Like shit things are offered to us cheap. You know, McDonald's is cheap. All these if McDonald's and these things were expensive, we wouldn't do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And or if they cost what they should cost, you know, yeah, a, yeah. a fucking dead animal. Like it's priceless, yeah. you know? And um so I looked down and I thought not only is this like bullshit what I'm about to buy, it's also a product which I know of the dairy industry, which is arguably far crueler than even the meat industry. And I just thought, okay, again, this is all good and well to have these thoughts. But I think you have to go vegan right now and do it properly. And and I put them back, the, Snickers, the six Snickers bars, and then maybe I bought something else, but I left and I was vegan from that moment. Wow. And I've never consciously consumed any animal products ever since, yeah. It's a very sort of pure, um, like especially the first one. You know, a lot of people would get to that place by watching a documentary or by being yeah. influenced by a friend. But you were really just staring at the road. Yeah, just yeah, just a thought. Yeah. But you know, I this I talk about that in this the last stand up or the sort of the only televised stand up thing I did a few years ago. I, t- I think I tell that story, which leads into something about like how I can't because I had what was what is kind of an epiphany, I can't expect others to actually do it. Even though I wish others would do it, I can't expect them to because like that was just random for me. So, Might not yeah, have happened to yeah. me, and I could have you know could have been a different person. But um, I talk about how I sort of compare it to I I, I grew up uh, I grew up eating meat, but I also grew up doing other sort of what was the term um, just inherent belief systems like we all do. Yeah. I probably still got plenty of inherent belief systems but you got to look at them you should always look at them and I, I like I was homophobic when I was a kid uh, and I was brilliantly pro-life like to the <laughs> point where I wrote away to pre-internet I'd write away to um, um, pro-life Victoria to get literature I was like what the fuck was I t- I don't know what I was going to do with it, but I, I, I was like, all ha- I thought I had morals. I'm like, I've got morals and ethics. You don't kill babies. And I was, I was a 15-year-old kid, mm. just a weird fucking kid. Yeah. And, and I, but basically, somewhere along the way, I shed that. I let it go, and it was, it was a beautiful feeling to let go. I was like, oh, it's not my business what anyone does with their bodies. Women, it doesn't, like, it's not my place to say. And it was like, really nice to get to that place. And homophobic, I, I was homophobic. And then I grew up a bit, and I realized that's crazy. You know, I, I, I can't. I know gay people now and I love them and I, I I think one of the jokes is I think gay people are no I won't even just watch the special <laughs> but um, my point but is yeah, it was a real wake up call and I said for me the animal of your, your yeah, existing beliefs the last one to go I say was the the animals one to me it's all the same kind of thing it's just looking at your behaviour and going is it right or wrong like how do you want to live yeah. so I do compare eating meat to being homophobic it's like an it's oppression of a group and you know what I mean you, absolutely with that being said, um, in that sense, do you feel angry uh, at the everyday consumer of meat? I mean, I, I would assume that you definitely feel angry at the meat industry, but I'm wondering if that anger stretches to the everyday consumer. I suppose you feel the most angry when you see when you see the cruelty. Yeah. Like in that regard, I'm the same as a meat eater. You know, like because even meat eaters don't like. Sort of Same. what happens. Very yeah. few people love how brutal yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. So I don't like seeing it. No, I have that in common. But I don't, yeah, that makes you angry. But I think it would make most people upset at yeah. the very least, you know. And yes, yeah, uh, no, it's sadly more of like a dull ache, you yeah. know. Like it's, it's like looking at, 
I don't know, as an example, like how probably how most people would feel, most people, like smart people, if I could use that term, like uh, would feel about seeing all these sort of moronic Trump supporters or something. Yeah, it's just like, yeah, well, yeah. fuck, I wish, yeah. that would, I wish that were different. Yeah, That's yeah, kind of how yeah, I feel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That makes sense. Oh, man. Sorry, was that too, too much? No, too deep? I think it's brilliant. It, the only thing is that like it, I, I, I grapple with guilt about eating animals yeah. quite a lot. And it's, um, I mean, I think it's, I think it's good for me to hear that. I, th- I, I think what it is, it's like sort of letting myself be, be scared straight kind of thing. Like yeah. it's, it's so horrific. The reality is actually so horrific that like the least I can do is just, not let's also like meal by meal you could see it like an aa person like day at a time totally. it's like one meal at a time like what happens if you don't do that next time you purchase something like yeah yeah but then again i was the guy that was i was hungry a couple of times and ate a schnitzel you know definitely but i feel like i haven't said the word schnitzel for since i last ate one it doesn't roll off the tongue anymore schnitzel i think i have the ability this is what angers myself about me is that i'm not someone who is apathetic towards animals or who thinks that because cows aren't as smart as us, they yeah. don't matter as much. I'm actually not like that at all. I love animals to the point where I almost love them more than humans. Yeah, yeah. But I have this almost like psychopathic... Paradoxic sort thing of... where I can yeah. just switch it off when yeah, I'm... Yeah, yeah, totally. If I'm hungover, I can totally. just completely switch it off and just it's not even anywhere near my mind. And... I think that's... It's shit. Most people. Yeah. But that's also... Oh, like as an example, this is bad to say online. Uh, online, as I say, this would be fine to say if there wasn't an audience listening. But like, <laughs> we all make uh, exceptions. Uh, I don't know who doesn't, but like, I feel like I've made this choice about the animals, and I do my art- my utmost to a degree. I could do more. I could rescue animals from slaughterhouses. I could go to more protests and stuff. But, you know, but I at least don't eat them and I try to show them that level of respect. But, like, for an example, I sometimes buy... I have procured illegal narcotics, right, in my life. And I know some of the truth or some sense of the truth that goes on into this trade Mm -hmm. and it is no good. It's really, really bad. And yet I sort of am like you with the meat with that. Yeah. I've done that. I sort of go, well, I know, but I'm not seeing it. And, um, oh, you know, you make excuses. Totally. Yeah, I could, yeah. I think that part of the problem is that the system is so far-reaching and so intertwined that it's, 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 almost impossible to make ethical choices with every purchase that you make or whatever it's it's very mm. hard i would mm. say totally even like i was thinking the other day um there's this show called the wire and it's mm. my favorite tv show and it's very critical of capitalism you know, and i just i've never watched it yeah and well, I, my girlfriend and i just watched the sopranos yeah i got halfway through once then watched it all with her and you know, mwah. yeah. But I feel like I should watch. The, I think they're the on par. In yeah, with quality, masterpiece That's awesome. thing, and they're both just as sort of big and as dense as each this other. This is great. And for me, the wire is just like, yeah, it's it's. No, you're, in, you're inspiring me. I really, that's a good one. Thank <laughs> it's you. It's incredible. Yeah, it's really great. incredible. The writing, like as someone, I know that you are a very. You've, I feel like you're a meticulous writer and you write so well. I think the writing in this show is so... The attention to Amazing. detail is yeah. incredible. Anyway, this show is no, very critical of capitalism and critical of greed and just like... Yeah, it's it's critical of a lot of things and I think it's such an important thing for people to watch because it, it shines a light on some 
really horrible injustices around mm. incarceration and the war on drugs and stuff like this. But in Australia, to watch this show now, the easiest way is on Binge, which is right. a streaming service, yeah. which is owned by Foxtel, which right. is owned by Rupert Murdoch. Yeah, yeah. So in order to watch this anti-capitalist show that might inspire you to... You have to support have the to system. Support Murdoch. Yeah, yeah. It's like, fuck, you know? It's like, that's that's, that's very funny. that I want to consume, yeah. I want to watch. You know, it's almost amazing they would even have it on there. Yeah, it's, it's like, it's like this is- what are they trying to <laughs> dig their own grave? Um, but it doesn't, it's, no, it's, it doesn't work that way, does it? Because yeah. even people like ourselves would watch, say, The Wire and go, yeah, fight the man <laughs> and then turn the TV off and go to bed. Yeah. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So that's the point. So it's Absolutely. like, Murdoch's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He could have something twice as yeah. uh, <laughs> for social justice totally. on it, and it wouldn't change it too won't much. It would change you know? anything. And yeah, I just think... And yeah. to make people go, Rupert Murdoch, he's actually all right. He's got the wire. You know what I mean? That's a great show. <laughs> yeah. He must care. He's all good. Mm. Yeah. I think like, uh, yeah, it just, it it's with the meat industry and with a lot of things like with um, clothes that we buy and stuff. Yes, that's another great one. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. just so, um, it's so hard to, to and it, it takes a lot of energy to make sure everything's ethical and you're right about yeah. clothes and fashion and so yeah but that's another whole it's the same do kind you, of all is everything that you wear always do you know no. it's made ethically no no no, no. I, I've been, I wear a lot I bunch of second hand stuff yeah yeah but yeah. um I mean that is ethical that's gotta help that it's like not a new person yeah being I went out one later. year that I went around Christmas time on New Year's Eve I just said to myself don't buy what if you don't buy any new clothes this coming year like what would what would that look like and it made no difference I wear the same shit anyway yeah. <laughs> um, I bought some underpants and socks and stuff yeah, a couple of times yeah. um, but it's like I guess it, that was more of a thing why aren't people happy especially at this age like you, surely what you've got in your cupboard you actually like yeah. like I wish people would do that a bit more totally just go just wear that yeah, sh- yeah. jacket it's again good shirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah 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 um, but people don't sort of go that way, do they? You know, people need a little pick me up, a little dopamine hit. Yeah, that's you get it from purchasing. That's it. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. This jumper, that's blah, blah, blah. it. I forget that. Yeah, we're all. Depressed. All my dopamine's gone, yeah. so let's <laughs> just wear the same outfit. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Um, okay. Uh, why did you get into comedy? Um, do you love just to comedy? preach about veganism? About really, is what I got into. It. Um, no. Um, why did I get into it? I loved it. I loved it in like primary school. Yeah. Uh, I loved like ter- awful shows like which I didn't know were awful at the time, but like Hey Hate Saturday. Yeah. One of the thing I remember loving was they had stand up comedy on it. Yeah. Like they'd have a little slot, and some of all of it was good to me. There wasn't such a thing as bad stand up on it. And looking back, definitely there would have been, but it got me into stand up. Yeah. To the point where I remember, we had, I remember saying in like grade five or something, I want to be a comedian, but I didn't know, even know exactly what it was. And I remembered that years later when I became a comedian, I remembered saying that. I was like, wow, that's funny that I actually, actually sort of cool. did comedy and became that. Because right through high school, I wasn't thinking I was going to do it. I was going to think, I'm an actor, which I, now I do a bit more acting than I used to, which is great. And I consider myself some sort of actor, but I can't escape the fact that I'm a comedian, even if someone doesn't find it funny. So, do you see yourself more as a comedian than an actor? Uh, no, I see. I just see myself as both. Yeah. Sort of. Yeah. You know, like I, um, when I'm doing acting work, I don't really see myself. I don't forget that I'm a comedian, and vice versa. Yeah. You know. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Totally. That's. Yeah. I mean, that's the best way to do it. Like sink into whatever you're doing. Yeah. All the time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do, I. Th- 
someone I know saw uh, Aiden Jones. He's a great comedian. Mm, he, he saw is. your show at the Fringe. I think it was this year. And I just yeah. wanted to ask you about this. I didn't see the show, but he. If you're okay talking about stuff mm. that you use as material, um, that you had a story in it about stopping comedy for a while, or about something that happened that turned you off comedy. Is that right? Uh, yeah, the show. It's quite narrative. That's driven that show, um, and I hope I get to do it again next year. But so don't give away too much. No, 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 I won't. No. But yeah, it, 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 yeah, I guess the show was about quitting comedy uh, in this sort of moment. It was like almost an epiphany kind of moment. It wasn't really, but there was one particular night. It was the last night of the comedy festival, two thousand and seventeen, where I was already having doubts about like I can't do this next year and and but maybe I can, you know. And then there was this one night where everything went out of control and it was based on a lip sync ch- challenge that I did and for some I was in such a frail state of mind that I just thought well I've got this great lip sync if I win this like as though that was going to save my life or something I didn't <laughs> it didn't occur to me that losing it would feel like like that people didn't to me people didn't understand this lip sync it was a bit too full on it was like it was a bit too full on for me even I was like just the, what I was wearing and I'm like I pushed myself that was the thing I really gave to this lip sync mm-hmm. as like putting all my eggs in this basket kind of thing and then I lost, or I didn't win, sorry, I should say. And the guy that did win, this is in the show, but the guy that did win, um, I went up and congratulated him and I, you know, and he goes, thanks, man, but that was, that's actually just an act that I do all the time. Like, it's, just a, it's just one that I knew would work. <laughs> and it, it was actually kind of that comment that just made me just flip out in the state of mind. I was just like, fuck, the, you know, like to someone that didn't even try, didn't risk anything, won, won this thing, even though the thing was meaningless in the first place, but I didn't see it at the time. I was yeah, just like, yeah. it's like I needed this lip sync to work so bad for my, it's, it seemed to, the, the lip sync sort of shone the light on my whole creative career. Yeah. It's like no one's ever understood me maybe, yeah. you know, and I'm fucking giving, and I'm quitting. So that's that's the start Makes of the shit. And to extrapolate that, like the, like, you know, this guy didn't even, fucking try he didn't risk anything he just did this thing like that angers me with uh i guess like art and culture and the stuff that's popular like so often yeah yeah tv shows or books or whatever are the ones that are just banal and yeah yeah appeal yeah. to everyone same with music and it's a very angering thing for sure for sure but it's also i should have been smarter well in the way i've got this really cool show out of it actually but in a way, I should have been smarter and gone, you know the game you're playing. Like, why? You yeah. know what I mean? You know, I should have known yeah, and just yeah. gone, I know my place. Yeah. So, why did I let that bother me? But, yeah, yeah so I, I, can, I really laugh about it, but that was a crazy night. Yeah. Did you um, get my message about recommending an artist by any chance? No, I didn't. But That's is okay. it too late to know about it? <laughs> um, How'd you send you, it to me? I can't did you, remember. Did you fax it? <laughs> um, <laughs> I sent it in the post. Yeah, so okay. Yeah, I should get it next old week. School. Yeah, yeah, I'm looking yeah. forward to it. When you get it, um, <laughs> give me a call. <laughs> no, what, what's the question? We so can what try I do, it's funny because I actually forget to do this a lot of episodes. So if you can't think of someone, it's actually fine. But okay. when I do remember, I like to ask guests at the end of the episode to recommend an artist who they think is really great. It could be a band. It could be a comedian. It could be anything you want. Um, it doesn't have to be a like an underground thing. It could be, you know, yeah, okay. fucking the Rolling Stones, whatever. Yeah, yeah. If you can think of one off the top of your head, but if not, it doesn't really matter. Um, 
I'm a massive music fan, right? And so in th- normally I'd probably go for some sort of music thing because as you're a comedian, you'd probably know the comedians that I love. So there's no point saying them, I don't think. Yeah. Um, the first person that came to my head, and I'm kind of proud of this uh, because it is a bit underground and it's to me pretty amazing, a man named David Hoyle from London. Uh, he's kind of a drag person, drag act, but he's not really because he uses his own name. Or he calls himself Divine David. And I... Uh, it will probably just check that out. Yeah, check out okay. David Hoyle and sort of his life. Yeah, all right, Divine cool. David. Awesome. That's that's a great one. Do you want to say anything more about David or? Um, just, I feel. Oh, like there's a thing I like to show. But it's very subtle compared to some of the. You might not. People might not even like him, but that'll give you some idea of my aesthetic and sort of shit, shit that yeah, I yeah, really yeah, appreciate. Yeah. I saw him. Actually, he. I saw him in London, which was the first time I've seen him live, and. Uh, he said at one point something about animals, which I don't think he's into animal rights necessarily, but he did. This is how good he is. He just said, It is interesting in a beautiful London accent. He's older. He said something like, It is interesting that we'll look at an animal and think, I'm going to turn that into defecation. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm going to shit that thing that out at some brilliant, point. isn't it? But um, it's brilliant because I thought you were going to say, I'm going to turn that into a piece of meat. But he actually no, goes just got, went to the, the, the last one of the last places. <laughs> um, so that's a great line. Yeah. But um, yeah, there's a thing, there's a thing that I just like. I'd watch it any day of the week. It's really subtle and it's really weird. And um, it's called David David Hoyle or Divine David's favorite place or something like that. And it's just him on a, like on a canal in London, just talking. It's just fucking funny to me. And right, it's it's, cool. a, bit, it's a little perfect. bit of dark genius. It's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, and. Uh, sort of underground camp not even camp it's queer and it's brilliant yeah ah, cool David Hoyle that's David perfect Hoyle. Um, thank you so much for joining hey, me hey LG it's been a pleasure I've really loved it thanks so much David thanks for having me 